Okay, happy Wednesday, y'all. I have been sitting on this couch. I know this is abrupt for me to come in like this, but I, I can't do it anymore. I've been sitting on this couch for, I would say, about 15 minutes. I've recorded most likely about 15 intros. They're not working. I don't know if I'm hating my voice today. I don't know if I'm mentally going through something that I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm actually losing my mind, but I can't, I, I, I can't sit here. I don't like the welcome to another episode of Janeolism or the hi guys. It's just really annoying, even for me. I'm sure it's annoying for you. So I'm trying to come up with a different intro, but you know, it's not hitting me today. So this is what you're getting. You're getting real, 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 real Jasmine. So I apologize. This might seem abrupt. It might seem aggressive. It might seem just thrown out there, but you know what? It's real. So you know what you can say about me? You can say that I'm real 24 seven. Okay. So that now that you're here, welcome to another episode of Janolaism. I'm glad that you're tuning in because this is about to be an amazing episode. So let me just give you a little background info, huh? All right, so I reached out to these five amazing people. And if I'm tongue-tied, it's because I am still in awe of this interview that I had with them. It was five organizers of an organization called Peace By You. Now, before I start, I just want to say the age range of the five people in, these, in this organization are 20 to 23. You just sit back and you think about what you were doing at 20 to 23. I can tell you what I wasn't doing. I wasn't putting together a protest, a march, a very important march to make a difference in the world. So that is why we have the guests that we have today, because how could I not reach out to them and ask them to come onto my podcast and tell me everything about what they felt when they saw the video of George Floyd, what made them put this march and protest together, you know, the the backing that they had to do this, who they had to reach out to, how long it took. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I want to keep the conversation going. Like I said on Monday, this week's topic is about protesting and marching, why it is important, why we need to be doing it. And because with everything that we see on the news, you know, it's all just really insane. And they're only showing the negative sides of protesting and when they turn to riots. And we're not getting what these five amazing people did in Asbury Park, New Jersey. We're not getting to see how the cops were walking with them and how beautiful it was. Whether you saw a photo or a video of it, I don't believe that if you see anything from their protests that they put together that you weren't moved and didn't want to do more or be out there. That's why marching is important. That's why protesting is important. That's why my guests are on today. So please enjoy this episode. Again, huge shout out to them for one, doing what they did, but also being open to coming on my podcast because I'm telling you the way I'm sliding into people's DMs lately is very creepy, but I'm so appreciative that everyone is so open and willing to come on. So please enjoy this episode and do your part. with the piece by you guys and again thank you guys so much for doing this and coming on thank and giving you your time um so just to start um i would it's a lot of you which is i think is amazing so mm-hmm. i would love you all to just say your name for me and my guest obviously destiny mary scotty tyler eddie Eddie, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> okay, so um, how do you guys all know each other? 
lifelong best friends. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, and I know that one of my friends, she was at the protest and that's how I found you guys. She was posting and she's like, Jasmine, it was the most amazing. They were so like smart. They were amazing. She said, but they're also so young. So how old are you guys? I'm 23. That's 22. young. Okay, that's young. I'm the youngest. I'm 20. <laughs> I'm 21. Okay. I'm 23. So, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm only three years older than you guys, but yeah, I was not doing this at 23. <laughs> uh, so I guess what I want to know is how you guys came up with this idea. Just, I guess, one, how you came up with the name and then also the idea. Jordy? Um, <laughs> so, um, I've really been into politics since I went to Rain, um, Team Falls. So it was just an interest of mine. Um, I was on the, the debate team at Rainy. Um, I was part of the diversity club at Rainy, and I did a bunch of things. And um, I was really into the Colin Kaepernick phase when he first meet, and I got more into that. And uh, kind of like how symbolic that was. And um, obviously, in that community, it was hard for me to find people that you know could understand what I was going through. Um, and, and also be a like-minded individual. Um, and then these guys came into my life and we kind of managed and became really good friends and uh, we created this team. We had a meeting uh, last summer uh, around the same time and we just talked about our goals and our dreams and what we want to accomplish and things like that. And we're sitting there trying to find a name as well. And um, I guess, I, I, don't, I forgot a piece about you for the name. So yeah. I think we just needed it. So like piece by you is really like what is your piece like what does that mean to you? Because obviously there's different levels of success, there's different levels of everything. So what does peace and you know Nirvana kind of mean to you personally? And we're here to you know be a part of that and try to help you reach out. Um, and obviously our motto is PLP, which means peace, love, positivity. That's the message that we try to spread um, wherever we go. Yeah. Well, I've only heard, I haven't been to any, but uh, uh, protests that you guys had in Asbury, I had a few friends that went, I heard nothing but amazing things about you guys. So I was like, I have to reach out to them. I have to have them on my podcast because I haven't had anyone on yet since the George Floyd thing happened. I was just bringing people on to have these open and honest conversations. And I have people that have been out to protest, but I hadn't had anyone on who had kind of organized one, which I think is, you know, a big part of it. Like. I would like to know the background of that and that. So if you guys wouldn't mind how you came up with your map. I was here. How long they were in Atlanta. We, it was probably two, about like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. We went out to Atlanta um, to visit his brother. And when we went to the mall, um, like a whole bunch of protesters were just like flooding the streets. And so we were like, yo, like, let's hop in. It's like, let's join. Let's be a part of the movement. And I personally never did anything like that before. And so, like, being, it's one thing, like, you watch the news, I'm doing it, and, but, like, the energy in that environment is just, like, insane. Like, everyone coming together for the one cause. Yeah. And then, as we were leaving, we were like, we need to do something back home for this. Like, and then that's when we came up with the Asbury Park. Like, that being the perfect, like, demographic for us to host something like that. Yeah. So that's really where it came from. 
that's amazing. Um, did you guys, I guess, to put something like this together, like who did you have to contact? What were like the steps you had to take to make uh, it? Everybody. <laughs> the, like, the process of having the process was like so weird, especially because like the, the negative feedback that we received in the beginning, it was like a lot of Asbury Park citizens are basically like, you know, questioning where we came from, who are we, like, um, and we are fairly new, so yeah, it was which is, understandable. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So like they would there it was a lot of questions about that raised up. So like, people knew who we were individually, but they didn't know us by the name piece by you. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. So they, they had questions like where we come from, um, who within your group is from the Asbury Park community, um, who from your group has gone through certain struggles and could relate to the people of Asbury. And um, it was a lot of back and forth. So I, on, on the ride home from Georgia, I was probably on the phone for four hours straight talking to like 20 different people from Asbury, questioning me about, you know, where we're from, um, who's within your group, like why Asbury, um, things like that. And it was very repetitive. But once we got people on our side and some people kind of represent us, um, as soon as we got to Georgia, actually, we had a meeting with the chief of police, um, Reverend Aiken, who's oh yes. As soon as we got back to Jersey, uh, sorry, um, we talked to the chief of police of Asbury, uh, Reverend Aiken, who's a, a face of New Jersey, um, the mayor of Asbury, um, and his staff, and a couple others, um, and they just asked us to make certain accommodations and stuff, and they were on our side. And when, once they put it out there, uh, everything kind of settled down, and um, you know the the march came to be, and it was awesome. That's amazing. Um, do you think it's easier to do a protest when you have, you know, the mayor and kind of police helping out? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that was the biggest difference, especially with the wall protest, not comparing protests, but I know that we didn't have a lot of people standing behind him as we did. So I feel like it definitely made a difference when it came to the people just seeing us you know, protesting with them as well. It adds, it sends a bigger message. Sorry. It adds to like the community aspect of like we want them to be on our side rather than um, being against each other. And it kind of also goes with like our peace. Like we want peaceful protests rather than um, aggression and anger. We're just trying to spread the love. That's amazing. I, I still can't get over you guys' age. That is what, like, like, especially during, like, corona and quarantine, like, I just would have been in my apartment just, like, having a good time drinking, inviting people. Like, I would right. not. I mean, that was the first two weeks, but then, you know, we had to start doing more. So. Like, I would, my brain would have been like, oh, let me do this. Like, it just wouldn't. So I applaud you guys for just, like, putting, like, foot to the ground and just going through with this. So you should be really proud of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, so I guess once you had, you start, you were out there for your protest and the police were, was the mayor out there? Yes. yes. So how do you think that was received by other, I guess people that came, not you guys, but just other people. Do you think that made them feel better about things? I mean, it was definitely positive feedback. Right. Yeah. It was nothing but positive feedback. Um, all the negative really came in the beginning. Once everything was all said and done, mm -hmm. it was nothing but positive. And everything just started to go up from there. I feel like people respect us at a higher level right now. And we're just building off of that right now. 100%. That's great. I agree. 
I guess now you've had as this Asbury protest, which I feel like I've heard everyone talking about. I don't know if you guys have, but again, you did make a really big impact. So what, where do you go from here? Like, I guess, what's the next step? Do whatever we can, yeah. honestly. So uh, I think the thing with protest, which we all like, we all know very well, is that like protests are just symbols, um, which are large gatherings to where people are standing and fighting for the same thing. But like nothing can be done until the people within those communities and the people in charge of those communities come to an equilibrium and are able to basically sit at the same table and discuss um, the police brutality, police accountability, and how to make and rebuild that community up. You know, the history of Asbury, which is why we chose it, you know, they've had riots before, they, they've had looting before, and that was, those, actually those are one of the concerns of us having um, the protests in Asbury, being that they already had one, you know, a couple of days before, um, they didn't have one, they didn't want to have a repeat of that. So um, us knowing their demographic, like Tyler said, us knowing their kind of history, um, what they went through previously, it's important for us to be able to, you know, stick to our message and relay that message no matter where we're at, obviously. So we're hoping that we can not only impact New Jersey, um, obviously starting our home in our home state, but branch out to places that we, you know, want to want to footprint in. So we're trying to just grow and grow and grow as fast as possible, but as controlled as possible while still doing what we're supposed to be doing. So we're working on a couple things um, with Asbury Park, um, but it's, all of us we we specialize in different things. And um, we're trying to cater to what we're good at and what we know best. Um, so we're, we're taking a different approach to a lot of things right now. So, um, do you think because it's five of you that it's easier to kind of get things done? And because you know sometimes it's just one person doing it or two people. And you said all of you kind of handle different things. Do you think that makes it easier for you guys? Yes, thousand yes. percent. Because yeah. you can you can be working on two different things at one time. One exactly. person can be getting shirts made. The other is talking to the mayors and the city council, getting everything lined up. Sending so, DMs, responding yeah. to people. Yeah. Like it's Response a lot. On Instagram. Right. It's wild. Right. It's a good job. It's hard. For everybody for yeah. So okay. it's actually a blessing that we have this team. And we even have so many volunteers behind us as well. Like you see the five of us here, but there's so many other people who are backing us up. Also, it's just better because we're friends. So it's like we're with each other all the time. Exactly. So it's not like, you know, we're forced together. Like we enjoy spending time together. So it makes that, um, the connection better. Right. The communication just flows better since we're always together. Oh yeah, that's actually a really good point. I guess that is easier to do when you have that already connection and you can kind of say, not whatever you want to say, but you can be well, honest. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I know you guys said you, your ages. So where do you all go to the same college or? No. No, yeah, we're all spread out. Yeah. Spread out. I actually didn't go to a college. I went to a cosmetology school. So I work in a hair salon. I also instruct at a modeling school, modeling and personality development. Oh, wow. um, they went the college route. I stuck. <laughs> I stayed at home. <laughs> um, where do you, are you guys all, are you out of state? Are you in state? In state, I'm out of state. I'm about to leave the state. Yeah. So, so when you, it'll be different. When you guys do go out of state, do you think, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, that you'll take this to where you're going? Like, even if you're not together? 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We've already been, I know me personally, I've already been in contact with um, the, uh, the community service um, programs at my school. I'm, I'm going to be down in Florida, so I know the inner city in Gainesville is pretty hectic, and I know there's a lot of things that go on, um, and I'm just looking to go down there and be a mentor. And I know me leaving, these guys are going to, you know, um, keep up what we started here, and and when Tyler goes off, and, you know, if people go their separate ways, they're gonna carry our message and you know plant their foot and our foot, you know, where, wherever they are. So we're pretty trustworthy of each other. We understand that all of us have a great understanding of what we're trying to accomplish. So um, whatever individually we choose to do, the betterment of not only the organization but of the world, we're gonna just let each other, you know, kind of go do that. So five years from now, where do you think you guys see Peace by You? <laughs> you can all give the That's fine. It's, it's crazy because after our, after our first protest, before our first protest, I think we had like 30 followers. 30 followers. 30 followers. I think that like two days after we had 1,500 followers. And just as our platforms continue to grow, and branch out to other resources and you meet new people you partner up and things like that it's only going to help us even more so you know when we do things individually that's going to you know help us all collectively build our platform and get our message out so we're able to travel um, out of the u.s and you know make certain steps in different countries and um go to different states and we'll make certain steps there so i, I think in five years we're going to be a, a, a household Absolutely. name for yeah. sure Speak it into existence. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess you guys, we talked about a little bit earlier. You went to the wall protest yesterday, but you were just going there to support someone else. Hmm. What, I guess, what did it feel like seeing the difference from what you did? Like, were you, were you expecting anything that you saw, I guess, because you guys came off of Asbury, which was totally different. I, was, I personally did not expect any of that. I wasn't either, I'm not gonna lie. I was, well, I guess um, Wall as a town has had a lot of racism, racism within it. And I mean, me just being white and privileged, I never realized that happened there. And seeing the difference between a place, like a diverse um, place such as Asbury and then going to Wall, where it was like, I think maybe there was one um, African-American officer and that was it. Like right. it was just, it was very different. It was different. I just felt like them as a unit just wasn't on the same page. Right, exactly, exactly. But they did have some, some one powerful speaker that stood out to me, and these guys probably are annoyed because I keep talking about him. Um, <laughs> I forget his name, but um, he's a pastor. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, he, and yeah, like Diamond, I believe. Was oh. But he's a pastor in um, Asbury, and um, he's white, and he lives in Wall Township, and him and his daughter made a, a, a Black Lives Matter sign and they put it in their front lawn. Mm -hmm. And he said the first night it was, it was stolen. And then the second night he found it in the woods. And then the third night um, there was a severed deer head on his doorstep. And so as he was saying the story, like he would tell like all the emotions built up, like he was like, shaking, like he was like actually scared. Right. And yeah, exactly. And I talked to him afterwards and, and the one thing he said was he just, he realized he had to speak up and say something, but he was nervous for the fact of the repercussions of what's going to happen afterwards. Okay. 
And it's crazy because, like, you might have heard stories about that happening, like, a, a long time ago. And that doesn't make it right. But to hear it now actually going on and to someone who's, who's not of African-American descent is mind-blowing to me. Like a place that's honestly just 20 minutes away. Exactly. That's, that's, what's, like, that's, that's right, right here in our backyard. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, so I can really No, yeah, I'm from Manalapan, and I just, just looking at my, the, those little residence pages that they have on Facebook, it's very <laughs> telling of, you know, the people that live in the area just based on comments. And, the, and for me, it's shocking. It's like, you know that this is out there, but you never know that it's basically like in your backyard. Right. Exactly. You know, I think we all think like because we're north, and we're always like, "Oh, that's in the south." Like, if that's still happening, like right. it's in the south, it's not happening. So I think that it's even for me as like a black woman. Sometimes I am still shocked right. at things that I see or hear, or I'm more, I'm more shocked at how vocal I guess people are nowadays. I think you always know someone might have it, might feel that way deep down inside, but I do feel that racism today in like 2020, it's a lot louder than we've yeah. had in the past few years. They're just sure. very vocal, <laughs> 100%. which is kind of scary. Um, so all our, you guys said you picked Asbury just because of how, you know, how it's been in the past and things like that. But are any of you just, it's just me being nosy. Are any of you from Asbury or grew up in Asbury? Um, yes, I grew up in Asbury. I moved at a young age, but kind of went back and forth from my mom's house to my father's house. Um, but my mom just thought it was safe for me to just stay with my father most of the time. So kind of like took me out of the areas, but I'm very familiar with a lot of places and people down there. So I still call it home. Um, have you seen how it's changed, I guess, over? Of course. I feel like even me being from there, even not being from there, I feel though people can see the change. Yeah. No, I know sometimes when I go down there just for the bar and I'm like, this is not what I remember. Right. <laughs> of how it was when I came down here when I was younger or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, but so I guess my next thing is, do you guys want to keep going to areas that you know that kind of have that have that are diverse or do, do you want to go to different areas? Like, are you guys open to things like that? We're open to it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like to use Walla as a, you know, a prime example, you know, they're, they're not an extremely diverse area. You know, and the fact that they have that history and they're known for being, you know, a, a racist town. You know, when I first, I was talking to Tyler during, the first thing he said to me was like, when I first got my car, my dad said, don't drive through wall. You know, and I, my, you know, my mom was in New Jersey because we're all, you know, my family's from New York. So she, I never heard that before. I've never really gone to wall at all. I've never taken into wall or anything like that. But, you know, talking to these guys, that's one of the first things they've said. And I heard it throughout the entire protest. So, you know, for places that, you know, don't really have, you know, that much diversity, those are the places that need to be, I don't want to use the word attacked, but that need to be educated the most yeah. about what's going on. Because, you know, racism is not a, a thing that is, you're born with, racism is taught. Yep. So if you expose people to things that they're not normally used to seeing, that's when you can kind of destroy it and um, educate people. I think I think racism in, in general is you have people who don't want to get out of their comfort zone and be cultured and expand to things that they're not you know used to. You know, if you don't know about 
the guy who lives on the street who's African-American or who's Indian or who is this, this or that, and you don't want to learn about them, you're never going to get out of the shell. And all you know is that white is white and white is right. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not something that you're born with. It's something that's taught. So we can you know, teach the younger generation that everyone's equal and that we're the same in more ways than we're different. I think there could be a lot of change. And to piggyback off what he said, I feel like it's more important, like, of giving those certain talent, like, a voice. Like, mm-hmm. like he said, like, while being not so diverse, for those people who are African-Americans in towns like that, they might feel uncomfortable, like, expressing their hardships or their feelings. Yeah. So, like, us going in there is just, like, pretty much, like, a backbone, like, a support. So we're just showing, like, like you're not alone, and we can speak for you. Like, we're here to help you. So I feel like that's, that's like, the main thing for us. Amazing. Um, just because this is a question I've been asking everyone that I've had on since all of this has happened. When you guys saw the video, if you watched it fully, because I couldn't watch it fully, of George Floyd, what, how did you feel? feel? Just no words, honestly. Yeah. Just... To be honest, I've never seen the video. Yeah, yeah, I I watched. I saw a snippet, but I refused to watch the entire thing. Like even yeah. just seeing the snippet going around, I couldn't bear to go online and watch the whole thing. Like it just, I I can't even explain it. I literally have no words yeah. for any of this, any of what's going on. I've, I mean, I've watched that video multiple times from Twitter, from Instagrams, and my mom sending me stuff, my grandmother sending me stuff. I've watched it so many times, and the more I watch it, like the more I question like why is it a conversation or why was it a conversation that his murderers were not in jail, but they were protected from people who wanted to hurt them. Like it, it was like the guy who had his knee on George's neck was in his home protected by 20 police officers surrounding his house. You know what I mean? Like, and we talk about it all the time from it being pre-justice and post-justice. This officer was in the force for 20 years and he had 19 different occasions like George where he actually killed someone else and he pleaded it was self-defense. And there's another video where obviously it wasn't. And all his offenses were against people who were minorities. So that department, you know, you, you allow this guy to continuously get away with certain things and he felt comfortable doing what he was doing. You know what I mean? He didn't ask any questions. He didn't you know, had, he didn't have a conversation with George Floyd. He went there with the intent of murdering somebody, which is obvious. And if you know George Floyd and you know his family and you know the situation that happened, one, there's no way in hell that any kind of money or check or whatever was fraud. He comes from the NBA family. His brother played in the NBA, he was a Hall of Famer. No money that he would have shown you was fake or flawed in any way. So that was false within itself. Then the fact that you needed not one, not two, not three, but four different police cars filled with two people each for one car to kill one person. There's no way. There's no way you can explain that. There's no way you can justify that. There's no way you can say that was, that was right in any way, shape, or form. You murdered this man in front of everyone, not caring. And your friends, so-called police officers, watched this happen, and they were okay with it. They actually held down his legs and his lower body so he couldn't move at all while you press your neck, while you press your knee to his neck. There's no way to justify it. The fact that they weren't in jail sooner is the problem. That's a problem. With, that's, that's why people are rallying. 
That's why people are having protests. That's why people are tired. And that's why we're all here to make sure that situations like that don't happen again. Yeah. Um, this is something that I've been saying since it happened. And I would feel like I have to explain as how, like, I'm not saying that this takes away from, like, Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud Arbery or anyone before, because that didn't happen too long ago, right before George Floyd. But there was something about George Floyd that just, I think everyone was like, okay, no, this, this is, like, there was just a change. And I don't know if you guys agree with me with that, but that's how I felt. Because I was like, and I'm not taking away from Ahmaud or Breonna or anyone else before that, but it was like, I don't know if enough is enough with this one. And people finally got it or understood, but there was just a change as soon as that video went out. But I feel like everyone just was really upset, like mostly everyone, because there's still some people that just don't understand. But for the most part, I feel like it's such a bigger conversation now than we've had mm -hmm. in the past. Do you guys uh, agree with that? No, for sure, definitely. Like we were saying yesterday, as we like we as we were pulling up to the parking lot, we see more more um, like white people at these protests rather than than African Americans, and that's and that's great to see. You know, that's yeah. great for them to show their support to show other people that you can be out here fighting for the cause too. Yeah, no, I agree. I've been seeing that a lot just from like Facebook or Instagram or anything else that I'm on, I've been like, wow, I've been very, which is sad because I shouldn't be shocked at mm -hmm. other races coming out, but I, I've been appreciative that people are talking about it more this time, I guess. Mm -hmm. right. Well, I just want to thank you guys for being open to come on here and talk to me. Um, is there anything you guys wanted to say that I didn't ask you or that you want to get off your chest? We're here for you. Yeah, that's like a message to everyone, kind of. Like, you know, if you need us, we're going to be there. And it's not all of us, it'll be one of us. Um, you know, our phones are always on. We're always checking if people are reaching out you know, in order to help or in order to be given a voice. And um, that's the platform that we're uh, willing to give out. So we're here to back you. And um, if you ever need to be educated or know how to handle certain situations or you just need someone to talk to, um, that's, that's our job. So That's amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank And that wraps it up for this episode of Jainola-ism. I hope you all enjoyed this week's topic about protest and marching. I hope that you are still educating yourselves and doing what you need to do to be the change that you want to see in the world. If you are not, start now. There's no time like the present. Pick up a book. You know, Google some things. It's all at our fingertips these days, so there's just no excuse, and I want more from everybody. With that being said, until next time.